When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Chicago? Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Hope you're having a great Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We're still basking in the glow of an amazing sports weekend oh, for Chicago. It was a wonderful weekend. I don't know why everyone down uh, over here is all pissed and upset. I had, a, I had a great weekend. Yeah, we came in all happy, like high five, and I was like, <laughs> but the Bears lost, and Illinois lost probably. Sure. Safe assumption. Yeah, Northwestern, Illinois football, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Illinois. Northwestern lost. The sky are knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, but. Yeah. Everything's coming up a dart, baby. That's all we care about on this show. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. you are right. <laughs> it was awesome. So if you missed it, we'll tell you all about it in a moment here. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, make sure you're following, subscribed, all that stuff on the uh, your preferred podcast app. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify kindly. And as my mother always says... If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Or just tweet it at us. Yeah. Don't mess with our nut. Some. <laughs> on what? Apple Podcast Reviews. Yeah. yeah. Right. Don't do that. Don't, yes. Yeah. No nut messing, please. Exactly. <laughs> don't ruin it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we get to uh, the Tom Curver's Prospect Showcase and how well the Hawks performed, a little bit of news from the Hawks. Uh, if you want to attend training camp practices you need a ticket the good news about that is the ticket is free it remains free you just need to reserve it go to blackhawks.com slash practices and you could pick your day and reserve up to four tickets uh, and come hang out at Fifth Third Arena and watch Connor Bedard and Corey Perry and everybody in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really, it's because Corey Perry is here that they've impl- implemented this new ticket. We have embraced process. our Pudwack. Yes, <laughs> we have yes. embraced him. I'm. I, I can't wait till he's named captain of this team. <laughs> oh my God! That would be, be, I, I want that to happen just to see everybody. If there's if there's, if there's DraftKings odds on next Blackhawks <laughs> captain, put your money on Corey Perry. <sighs> yes, well I spent. Mean, yeah. I want to see it just for to watch people lose. <laughs> oh their my shit. god, that would be quite a thing. I mean, he hey, he might get a letter or something. He might get an A or something this year. Realistically, that? like he honestly, could. he could. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know we've hated him for so long, and rightfully so. Yeah, but there goes he. he if you're a young player. You can emulate a lot of what he does yes. and get far in your career. Mm-hmm. There's worse yeah. people. 
to try and style your game against. Look, there's a reason he's still in the league. Yes. Uh, and there's a reason that 31 teams hate him when he's not on their team. Yeah. But the teams that have him love him. And when you look at the teams that have employed him, pretty good. It's, pretty good organizations have, have employed him. It's quite the skill to be able to have two styles of career, be a former MVP, yeah. and then be uh, an older player who's still in the NHL because you you can play effectively getting under the skin of an opponent and being being a leader uh in, in a locker room like it's it's really impressive you have to commend him for that well he'll be there at training camp and hopefully you can join us too and if you see us say hello blackhawks.com slash practices to reserve your tickets uh jump in there and do that because i'm gonna imagine these are gonna go pretty quickly yeah yeah we got the full training camp schedule uh which is which is fun exciting to uh to, to see that and Starts up on Thursday. I assume the first three training camp days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, are going to be very busy. But it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're all excited to finally get to real work. Uh, yes, getting on getting on the the prospects practices was a uh, was a good appetizer for uh, for later this week. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Appetizer. Yeah, appetizer. Okay. Teases your appetite. Ah, yeah. okay. Anyway. Is that different than an appetite? Forget it. He's rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Time. Yeah, it, it, it will be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. Uh, but what was really fun this weekend, especially Saturday, was the Tom Curver's Prospect Showcase. And boy, oh boy, as much as people are going, are bending over backwards to minimize the performance Connor Bedard put on. <laughs> Uh, wow. You talk about a guy playing at a different level than everybody else on the ice with him. Yeah. That's Connor Bedard. And yes, it won't be quite as dominant when it's an NHL game, of course. But you saw everything advertised that Connor Bedard brought. And what amazes me, and we've heard about it, we've seen it in highlights, but something different about seeing it in a Hawks jersey for some reason is how quickly that shot is off his stick mm-hmm. like that two of those goals he scored the first and second goal the goalie was like what happened yeah it's oh it's behind me he was like uh, tony esposito in a binnie's commercial <laughs> you know he's like what the hell just happened like i got scored on yeah. how did that happen and what what i love and if you missed the highlights i know charlie romeliotis tweeted out all of them and there's a whole bunch but he's able to change the angle on the shots by like pulling it close to his body and then getting a shot off so quickly it's unreal. That shot is like nothing I've ever seen before. It is crazy. Yeah, I mean, to the counterpoint of his greatness that uh, could be is that, oh, it's in a rookie camp game. Sure. But that doesn't mean his shot is not <laughs> NHL caliber. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe, gonna... maybe the space he had is a little different. Right. But the quality of his shot doesn't change in, in the game that he plays. That shot is going to embarrass a lot of NHL goalies oh, yeah. over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. It was against guys that most of them probably will never sniff the NHL. Yep. Guess but what? That shot. Connor Bedard's teammates, probably a th- two thirds of them won't sniff the NHL either. Sure. 
but it doesn't matter. Like, sure, he's not going to have that space. He's not going to have that freedom f- when he gets to the NHL. He'll create it on his own. Yeah. And that shot is going to give him that that space mm-hmm. to get creative because people are going to back off when he's got the puck because they don't know when it's coming or where it's coming from. And that's going to allow him to just embarrass people. <laughs> and, like, so, yes, sure, it was against AHL, ECHL, rookie players, but that shot is legit. Name five guys that can shoot better than that in the NHL right now. There's not five. No. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. Austin, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews and... That's it. McKinnon, maybe. McKinnon. Man, McKinnon McKinnon's speed is more his weapon than yeah. his shot. Like, McKinnon doesn't... McKinnon's a great player. Top three player in the league right now. For now. But, it's, but his shot is not... Like, he doesn't make my jaw drop by his, by his shot. I, it's the speed. I think it's his, Matthews, Bedard, and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the people who I, I trust to analyze those kinds of skills at the highest of levels all say the same thing. So, well, yeah. And people are saying that on Twitter about, oh, it's just a rookie game. Like, yeah, I'm sure Colton Pareko is the guy with the answer to stopping Connor Bedard's shot, right? Like, And listen, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're on Twitter, I saw a lot of this, I, I, and, and kudos to, which I'm going to assume was Mario on the uh, main main show. Account. Yes. Uh, if you're upset at, my, at any yeah. CHGO Blackhawks tweets this weekend. I know. I yes. know. They came from me. I know when it's you and I know when it's you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. The voice is um, a little different. Yeah. So, but I saw so many people. Not so many, but one is too many. <laughs> if you are seriously out there saying one hit is going to, you know, make him a bust. If you're... Like actively cheering for an 18-year-old superstar player to get injured mm-hmm. and ruin his career because he's not on your favorite team. Get a life. Make better life choices. Yeah. Seriously, go outside, smell a flower, maybe make a friend because you probably don't have many. Yeah. Or stick your head in the oven. Like seriously, dude, you, you are a miserable. <laughs> Nothing human. in between. Yeah, you are a miserable human being. Like, dude, I don't care who it is. I'm not Jeez. just saying that because it's Counter Bedard. Like, it's just a yeah, it's a shitty don't way to deal. Cheer yeah. for for professional athletes to get hurt. Right. Once they get hurt, you can kind of be like, meh, that's too bad. Kind of like when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I didn't cheer for it, but I also kind of chuckled at it a little bit. Well, he's a penis. Right. Karma yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. But don't, like, if you're literally putting out there that, like, oh, you know, my best was there was some guy that was like, oh, you know, we're not scared of him. Go Blue Jackets. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How's that dumpster fire treating you right now? You and your ass jackets. Santilli had a hat trick, too, this weekend. Sure, he did. Empty netter. Empty netter. But but nobody talked about it. I wonder why. Not one one person talked about it. Well, maybe because, you know, the old, speaking of, Pudwacks, you hire a well-known Pudwack, and the guy doesn't even get to coach one game. Breaking we'll get news: into that, but Pudwack yeah. does Pudwack things. Mm, exactly. Here. Maybe you don't hire the faces, Pudwack. Faces Pudwack consequences. Here's here's my like, and he's probably still the third winningest coach in Ass Jackets history without even <laughs> coaching. He's, he's, got a he's, perfect he's the top ten in he's top undefeated. ten in wins. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. When does the, uh, when does the guillotine come for a Yarmo Kekalainen, too? I thought Apparently it was Apparently, it's He's another one of not. these. It's, it's, it just speaks to narrative controlling a lot of things. Is when Yarmo Kekalainen was hired, it was seen as this really great and forward-thinking hire. Yeah, he, wasn't, he hasn't won and shit. And despite the evidence since him taking over, it can't be undone. It's yeah. like the Iser plan. It hasn't worked. He hired Tortorella. Didn't work. Yes. Hires Babcock. Has to 
has to fire has him. to accept his resignation yeah. before he even gets one practice in. Yeah. And Emily Kaplan had a tweet saying about like a lot of the players were like, <laughs> you know, well, we never wanted him here. Well, maybe yeah. pull your players before you make a hire. Hey, what, is, what, what, do you, what do you think? We're talking Mike Babcock. What do you think? Hell no. No. Okay. <laughs> no, right. thanks. So, yeah, like, if it you, just goes to show that the Blue Jackets aren't paying attention for many reasons. There's no way this guy should survive this tire fire. Uh, the last thing you want to do with a young team is bring in Mike Babcock. But anyway, this is not the Blue Jackets podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, Bagar was yeah. great. Only played in the first game. Uh, one other guy only played in the first game. And I think we are getting an indication on which young defenseman has the advantage for making a team out of camp. He didn't play the second game, and he wore a C on his jersey in the first game. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Kaiser. Future captain of the Blackhawks. That Hawks. dude looks like he has earned himself a spot, or at least, if you're talking about depth chart for the kids making the defensive roster, Wyatt Kaiser seems to have a pretty big advantage. Sitting out the second game. Yeah. And... The first time I've seen anyone in a C, aside from Jonathan Taves, in a really long time. Well, they for the for the prospect tournaments, they name captains. I know, um, but, but it's just. But yeah, no, I I think it said something. It's an indication of of within that group of players where they see Kaiser as as you know kind of a leader in that in that role, which is good. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, an indication that he's getting the more NHL caliber treatment. Uh, within the within the prospects group, but yeah, I, I I would say you know him and Alex Vlasic are probably the the two guys young defensemen that I would say have the uh, the, the big advantage of getting a full season roster spot in the defensive group. Uh, we'll see about Korchinski, but as as far as you know how he played in the first game, uh, how he looked at the practices, like you know we we talked about it throughout last week that Wyatt Kaiser looked the out of all these young guys looked the most NHL caliber NHL ready um, and that's what you want to see out of him uh, out of a guy that finished the year in the NHL last year build on that momentum he's like really poised and even <laughs> talking to him yeah he exudes a confidence without without it being egotistical mm-hmm. it's like he understands that he's good he understands that he's probably a little further ahead than most of these guys but I don't know I've been nothing but impressed with him again we're talking about you know rookie development camp and we're talking about a prospect showcase game, but so far so but good. You want your best prospects to look like the best prospects, exactly. Right. And when he played to end the year last year, I think all of us sort of felt like, all right, he looks a little ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Like he came in, maybe the first game was a little bit rough, but then started to really uh, activate offensively. You'd see him, you know, going behind the opponent's net and trying to make some offense happen, and you really saw him like get involved in the game and not just sit back and keep it as safe as he could. And when he played his game, he was more effective. And I don't know. I, I, not, I I'm not trying to make too much out of it, but I think slapping a C on him and sitting him in a second game is making a bit of a statement. It's a bit of an acknowledgement from the staff that, hey, man, we see you. We mm-hmm. see what you're doing, and keep it up. Yeah. You're doing an awesome job. <clears throat> As you mentioned, you know, when we got to go around last week and we talked to a handful of these young kids – Kaiser has that presence. Yeah. Like, he's just, you know, we, we talked to him, and, and, you know, he basically said, like, hockey's high. The game is the same at any level. You know, we talked to him about, you know, getting a taste of the NHL and what was the toughest studies. Like, it, the game is the same. It just happens in quicker, smaller spaces at this level. Um, 
definitely has the confidence that you want out of someone at that position and at that age, it's impressive. So yeah, I I, I mean we've I've said all summer that it's Vlasic and and Isaac Phillips that have the inside track to get that open night spot. They still might be, but Kaiser's definitely making a case for himself. But again, it's just the rookie camp, the rookie games. We'll see when he gets to training camp coming yeah. up this week. One guy I want to mention because I think it, it got lost in the counter Bernard mania and rightfully so <laughs> but we're not getting a lot of people talking about Drew Camesso pitching a shutout in that yeah, game yeah. and that again I know rookie game preface it all any way you want but it's still your top goaltending prospect not giving up a goal that's what you want. At the, if, if he's playing talent that's beneath him, beneath him, he should shut them out. And that's exactly yeah, mm-hmm, what he did. That's right. a big thing for a young goalie. Get that confidence right out of the gate. Because if he would have given up four or five goals, you'd be like, uh, you'd go on the flip side. You'd overreact in a bad Absolutely. way. Because it's, hey, you shouldn't be giving up goals to these St. Louis Blue AHL players. But he was solid in that and that's what you want to see you want to see your be- in this situation your best prospects look like the best players on the ice and Kaiser Bedard and Camesso were the best players on the ice and let's throw Kevin Korchinski into yes, that he too was fantastic Korchinski too, yeah. because hot damn that dude working breakouts with Bedard like with the speed mm-hmm. and the vision and Korchinski also uh, with the confidence with the puck right like not afraid to circle in to go deep and knows he's got the speed to get back. I, I, I came away very impressed with the ones you just mentioned, Korchinski, and I thought Nick Lardis yeah. had a hell of a couple games too. That hat trick goal for Bedard, where Lardis comes into the zone with full speed, quickly pulls up, turns it a forehand, and puts it right on Bedard's tape as he's going the other way. I don't know if that was a design play or not. I don't think so. Great, but Lardis showing his speed, and and I thought Martin Miziak looked really good too. Mm-hmm. Like. The second-round picks from this year's draft look solid. But you're right. I don't want to get lost in the Camesso thing either because if you watched that Hawks-Blues game on Saturday, 5 nothing did not reflect the game. The Hawks were the better team for sure, but it was a lot closer than the score indicated, and Camesso was a huge part. Yeah, he, he played really, really well, and what I like about him is he plays with a lot of calm and a lot of patience too. You know, and I, I wonder with if, you know, working out with – you know, Jeremy Swayman and doing all the training that Vasilevsky's doing and all the yoga and stuff he's doing. He said it to us last week that he can feel a difference in the way he plays, not just physically, but like his breathing is more under control and his mind is more under control. He looked every part of of the hype we've seen about him so yeah. far. Yeah, I, I think f- you wanted to see the top prospects that we were, we're all excited about excel in this uh in this tournament and you saw that i mean we camezzo in net looking like you said like calm controlled poise that's how that's what we've we've heard and we've seen from him uh in the time leading up to this point of becoming you know a a signed prospect turning you know getting into the professional level um so being able to see him perform at that level uh where he's amongst his peers and and in this tournament if you shine amongst your peers, that's that's everything that you're looking for. So Camezzo did that, Korchinski did that, Bedard, uh, even uh, Nolan Allen, I think, d- defensively, uh, played a really good game. And I think we actually saw a new, not new, but we saw a, por- a part of his game that so far hasn't really been 
uh, highlighted enough is his offensive ability to be able to jump into plays and 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 stick handle. And I, on one of the goals against the Wild, he jumped into jumped into the action, jumped into the offensive zone, made a nice little move and backhand fed the puck to the front of the net and Colton Dock's there to, to, to knock it in for a goal. Like it's something that, you know, we, we talk about Nolan Allen's ability to be physical, you know, be defensively responsible, uh, kind of like a Nicholas Jalmerson light type of player. Um, but he has that offensive ability. And, and I think it was, it was good to see that, uh, see that on display in this tournament. I don't know how much of we're going to see it as he progresses uh, through his professional career, but to see it already, like, you know, again, amongst his peers, be able to have the confidence and comfortability to go out and do that, I think was, uh, was, was a good thing to see. And he beat the shit out of Ryan O'Rourke, which was great too. Yes, he did. So that was so wrong with that. Nothing (laughs) wrong with that. Uh, Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a good tournament for him. All the top guys looked like the top guys. And I think that's the, the, the biggest takeaway that is the best takeaway for, for, for Blackhawks fans. Sure. You lose seven, four to the wild in a game. You were winning three, one. You don't want to see that. But again, these are a lot of guys that are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Like it's, you're, you're going to have a game like that. Um, the fact that that didn't happen against Drew Camezzo and did happen against Mitchell weeks, nothing against Mitchell weeks, but Different prospects. It's, it's, a, it's a different. It's, it's a different expectation. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect. It's exactly what you wanted to see. Perfect scenario for, for Blackhawk fans and for the Hawks themselves. That your best prospects stood out. Yeah. And looked like, l- legit prospects. That's what you wanted to see. If these guys came out and struggled against this level of competition, I wouldn't be ready to be like, oh my god, the, the rebuild is a bust. We got to get, you know. It's but you'd be concerned. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay. They should have looked better against this stuff, and and yeah, the seven four loss on Saturday, a doesn't matter. Like come Thursday, we're not even going to remember it. That game happened, um, and it's a bunch of kids playing a second game in less than twenty four hours, yeah. and they haven't played. A, they haven't been in game shape for a couple months. They haven't right. played in a while. You can skate all you want, but it doesn't. It's different. Doesn't and you're playing. You know, these type of games, very physical, very intense. It's hard to keep that intensity up for six periods in over the span yeah, of 18 a day. hours or whatever. I, I also wonder what factor, if you watch the game on Sunday, the arena where the Wild hosts this tournament, it's like open end with windows. Mm. So the for the second period where the Hawks kind of really fell apart, their whole defensive zone had like sunlight on it. <laughs> and you have to wonder if that played a role for the goalies and the defense. Like it's gotta be a weird adjustment to have. It's like, you could see like reflecting light on the ice. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a normal thing to have natural light in, uh, in an arena on a surface. But I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these guys have played in, in small arenas and other tournaments where it's during the day. I'm sure it was a small nuisance to deal with, but I mean, yeah, sure. It could have could have yeah, played. Just, a, I just thought it was odd. It was kind of a weird looking, weird looking thing. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to take our first break of the show. We'll get back with more, uh, including some of the other prospects that really stood out, and what we're going to be looking for when training camp starts on Thursday. <laughs> hey, are uh, you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we've got some great news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake 
has just joined the CHGO team, and they've got this thing, maybe you've heard about it. It's a pledge called the Ray Price Promise, and it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many other cases, dealers will raise their price on you when you come into dealership, saying things like, are you a recent college graduate? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? In many cases, the answer is going to be no. And that's when those other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons added to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you which will make the price even lower than what you saw online as one of the top selling dealers in the midwest you'll always be able to shop one of chicagoland's largest inventories save big at ray chevy because they now have over 100 chevy tracks models available starting at 21495 and now through the end of the month september 30th all buyers can qualify for zero percent financing make zero payments until 2024 plus put no money down and best of all pay zero hidden fees with the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet in person in fox lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963 find new roads speaking of payments are you tired of spending your paychecks on cable i know a lot of people are so visit our friends at Fubo TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Why? Well, how about 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news? How about streaming live TV from any device? You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And with that free trial, you can start watching immediately. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There is no contract, there is no cable, there is no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. We've got college football, the Big Ten underway, the Chicago Bears are allegedly playing football. Ugh. You got NFL Network, you got Red Zone if you want to ignore the Bears on Sundays. Ryder Cup coming up soon. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, that's FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Who else uh, to you fellas looked good in the prospect games aside from the ones we've uh, mentioned so far? Uh, I think Colton Doc had a pretty good, pretty good showing. Uh, and I think for him, I think the confidence uh, hasn't really been a, a, an issue for him. Uh, in his young career, but I th- think this time last year, we had, there was a lot of expectation for him going into this this same showcase camp. Uh, he was playing with Lucas Reichel, who at this point was Connor Bedard <laughs> before before yep. Bedard ended up showing up, where he was the top uh, top prospect. But he was playing with Reichel, and then he got hurt early in the in the first game. wasn't able to uh, play the rest of the games against uh, the Wild last year. So being able to have two solid efforts uh, in these games leading into training camp, leading into now you know his first uh, professional season that he's going to play, I think that was good for him to to have that showing, uh, show that he's healthy, ready to go. Um, and, yeah, I think the expectation should be um, – I don't want to say high, but the expectation should be that he's going to play a prominent role 
uh, in Rockford this year and maybe maybe build something there. I mean, as you look at the roster in Rockford this year, he should be towards the top of the scoring on that team, you would think. You'd think. It's, uh, it's always hard for the young guys to, to, to jump, especially into the AHL where it's a different yeah. style of, of game. Uh, it can get muckier than the NHL. It can be a, a little bit more physical. Um, but I would think once he gets acclimated to all of that, I, I agree. I think he would be able to um, be one of the more prominent produ- point producers. Uh, my observation, um, watching these games uh, late at night, tired, <laughs> not live, <laughs> yeah, after all day at a music fest, but that's the dedication I have for you. Um, very dedicated. Very we dedicated. appreciate it. Slightly crazy, very dedicated. <laughs> um, this will make you happy. Your guy, our guy, the man of the incredible mustache, oh, yeah. Samuel Savoie, doing his thing. Yep. That's what... I, I don't. You go out there and you play a pesky game, and you're goading other teams in the penalties. When you have Connor Bedard on that power play, that's ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, buddy. Keep doing it. Because <laughs> every time you get out there and you make some guy slash at you or get, take a frustrated penalty, that gives Connor Bedard net shot two minutes on the ice with space. He's not going to need all two of those minutes very often. No. So. A very effective game, not showing up in the score sheet, really, but doing what he does best. And if that's what, you know, we can get from him if and when he gets to the to the NHL level. And I really think he's going to get every opportunity to get there. But having a guy like that that gets you on the power play and gets other teams off their game. It's just as effective as adding another 20 goal scorer on your team. And he's got the talent that he could, you know. As 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 my but I got to give him credit for the as my buddy Fork said he could pinball his way to twenty goals sure on, on a on a talented team <laughs> absolutely yeah. I mean and your point about the power play is is right I mean you goad people into it and then he's also if if he makes the NHL to the extent that they hope he will he's gonna play that Shaw role where he just goes and parks himself in front of the goalie takes some hits and just lets yes. the puck hit and him and go he in. doesn't take any offensive zone penalties while on the power play. I'm sure he will. Right, like right. Shaw did. I'm sure there will be a handful <laughs> every year, but uh, I think you trade that for the effectiveness he brings. And just a little sidebar here. Last week we talked about how Bedard had slotted into the Patrick Kane spot on the power play, yeah. but plays it totally different. These This game Saturday was a huge indicator of how Bedard is so shifty and is always moving around the ice. Like, Patrick Kane was pretty stationary between right point, right wing boards, and he would sort of look and look and look and make his move. He was shifty and get around people. But Bedard is, like, constantly in motion yeah. with the puck. And and we talked about it Friday where watch him when he skates. He is always looking up. He's never looking down at the puck. And I know, like, that's kind of the standard. You're not supposed to look down or you get killed. But I feel like Bedard never has to look down at the puck. He's always heads up, looking, 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 searching, and navigating the offensive zone with with poise and grace. And he's he's something to watch, man. Yeah. Like it's it's I don't know the way I like that they have. It's interesting that him and Kane are in the same role, but they play it totally differently. Yeah, and both methods can be equally as effective. You know, because Kane can just pick you apart. Yeah. With a saucer pass or like, oh, give me, give me, give me that inch, crack that window open a little bit and I'm going to take it. But Bedard is just so different in the fact that he's weaving in and out of traffic looking for his shots. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I think Bedard being able to move around, and you talked earlier about changing the angle of his shot, changing the angle of, of where you have to realize that he is on the ice, I think is, is an advantage that is an advantage to him at that point because Patrick Kane had the game and the ability to be stationary but still be deadly with where he could put the puck. Um, a guy on a power play that is stationary and deadly is Alex Ovechkin because he just can rip a one-timer that most goalies are not going to have a chance at. But Bedard, he can, he has that high-quality shot that he can release from, from anywhere on the ice. And if, if it's all coming from one spot, like Ovechkin, like, yeah, you can, you can get used to that and expect it coming from, from, from that, from that spot. But if he's, if you have to track where he is specifically him, just him on a power play at all times, then you also make it more difficult because, okay, well, I know where Bedard's at, but where are the other four guys moving for moving now? So that's why when, when we talk about like movement on a power play, it's not just getting the puck around. It's part of it, but moving the players, moving your, whoever's going to be, uh, you know, the, the, the attacking player, moving them around and making sure that the, that the defense and the goaltender always have to be tracking where they all are. It causes a lot of chaos defensively on a penalty kill. And that's two things you don't want. It's two things you don't want on a penalty, penalty kill is guys having to kind of weave through the, 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 the mess of movement and try and figure out where everything's coming from and then also stopping all of it. Right. So I, I would love to see at the NHL level, um, the, the Blackhawks power play, uh, and and the movement that we saw this weekend translate like not only is that going to be like an Anders Sorensen thing, but I hope it's also a Luke Richardson, uh, Derek King like want that to be a thing. Uh, yeah, Poison Grace by the way is my favorite Ray Lamontagne record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it Poise and Grace or Poison Grace? Uh, either works. It's I a think. sequel. It's yeah. like a two part. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree a hundred percent about the movement. How many times last year and in the years past do we sit there and we watch a Blackhawks power play where everybody's just got their spot and they're just passing it back and forth and the penalty kill has a, the advantage because mm-hmm. you're not making them move. You're not making them make decisions. And you're not tiring them out. Exactly. I want to see that, that counter Bedard just all over the ice at the NHL level. Hopefully... This coaching staff doesn't try to coach that out of them and say, no, you just go over here and stay here and do this. No, coaches don't usually do that, right? I mean, we're seeing this in another team in town. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, what are you good at? Good. Stop doing yes. that. <laughs> like, hopefully they say, now they may not let them give them the freedom you saw at a rookie camp game at the sure, NHL sure. level because you're going to have guys that are a little more savvy out there, done it for a long time, could maybe goad him into making a mistake and all of a sudden there's a shorthanded breakaway going the other way but it's a it's the 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 reward is much greater than the risk so maybe they tamper it a bit but don't i just hope they don't i don't think luke richardson would the concept should still be there this is a question i i have is when you get a talent like bedard and maybe we asked this to luke and kyle this week how do you do you just like let him cook like I don't know. Like, how do you watch what you saw Saturday right. from Bedard on the power play and say, eh, why? Right. How much, how much does, a, does a player like him with his skill set, how much do they have to play into 
the X's and O's of the of the strategy, or how much is it that more or less the rest of the team react around them? You build this power play around him, yeah, and say, get him to puck, react to what he's doing, because what Bedard is doing is hunting. He is finding his open spot to shoot. He's weaving. He's looking. He's trying to find the lane. And when he finds the lane, the puck's on the net, and it's in the back of the net. Or he has the ability to draw in the defense and distribute yes. elsewhere. Yes. Like, he is – the way he moves – like, yes, he's a great – he can stick handle and skate very well, but the shot is the thing that is going to keep opponents – I'll never forget. I've talked about this before. I went and saw the Hawks in person. This is in the 90s, and they played against Mario Lemieux. And Lemieux was in the power play. He was on the left wing boards. Same deal, right? And I, I shouted out, like, someone just go get him. Someone hit him. And as soon as the Hawk went anywhere near Lemieux, it was like, boop, puck on the, puck on the stick of Yager or Ron Francis or whoever it yeah. was in the back of the net. It was just, I dare you to come and try to get this puck for me. And right. when I do, I'm going to give it to someone else and they're going to score. Yeah. Like, it's, and he, you saw it Saturday. That's. What was the second goal was one where you really like mm-hmm. weaved right and made the shot. You saw the fear. <laughs> the defenseman really like, oh, oh God, what do yeah, I do? Right. Like they didn't know what to do. Because you go, you go and try and, and, and attack him one on one. You're likely going to lose that battle. You give him too much space. He's going to rip a shot uh, from the left circle to the far glove side of your, of your goalie and, th- and put it right past his ear hole. Right. Like, it's choose your death. Yeah, pick. It's, right. it's really it's it's really uh, a, t- a tough slow or do you want to die fast? A tough position to uh, to to be in to d- to d- defend him in that in that spot, especially when he has space. But I mean, that's that's just the kind of skill level that that he's going to bring. And and yeah, I, I would like to think this year and going into next year, the talent level around him will be able to play off of it uh, that's why we all we're all in agreement that him and taylor hall are going to be locked together because i think that's that's a guy who can operate on that level and distribute and finish this similarly to how bedard can yeah um again i just hope they let they let him cook we're seeing you know we're seeing Jeremy Eberton over there at Hallis <laughs> Hall uh, try and make Justin Fields a pocket passer when he's not a pocket passer. So don't make Connor Bedard a pocket passer. I don't. Th- I right. think Luke Richardson and that staff a little smarter and and d- don't have the ego that needs to say I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make the just restricting y- Connor Bedard is a great way to get fired. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. And I don't think you can restrict Connor Bernard. No. It's a different sport, obviously. But you could say, Connor Bernard, don't do this. And the Connor Bernard goes, sure, coach. And then he's going to go out there and do it and score a goal. Okay, and go, what Skip. Are you, what, are you, what are you going to do? Get mad at me because <laughs> I scored a goal? <laughs> no, you're not. So, um, <coughs> yeah, it, it, this is why I've been telling people, if you're in a fantasy draft coming up in the next few days, the next couple weeks, Taylor Hall's out there in a late yeah. round. That's a good dude is going to be a be great value pick. A lot of people who aren't really paying attention to the Blackhawks or see Taylor Hall and know the Blackhawks were awful last year. Go, I don't want him. Dude is going to rack up yeah. so many points on that power play mm-hmm. and on that top line with Bedard, be it assists or he's going to be wide open for goals because everybody's going to get 
trapped watching number 98 and there's Taylor Hall going to be standing there all alone and he's still good enough to put the puck in the back of the net. That's a guy I think you need to grab if he's there late round or if you're doing an auction, try and sneak him in late and get some amazing fantasy. Yeah, you're, you're going to get some return on investment on that one, I would think. That's for sure. Um, sorry, that was a long sidebar. Uh, the guy that stood out to me most was Colton Dock that we hadn't mentioned mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. But I also want to mention Ryder Ralston, yeah. who – that speed is evident. That determination is evident. Like, that's a guy who, when he's on the ice, he's very noticeable. He is making things happen. He is forcing turnovers. He seems to have, like, limitless energy. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the work, uh, work ethic was, was evident. Yeah. And I, it's really hard to predict because in Notre Dame, he was not this massive offensive output kind of a guy. Like, he was one of their better players, but never put up huge numbers. But... The game changes so much from level to level. I'm interested to see what he does in Rockford. And I think we mentioned this last week. I don't know if we were talking in practice or if it was on the air. They all kind of run together. But maybe the kind of guy who does better in a better league because he's got better teammates Mm -hmm. and it's not so mucky and so grindy and the puck moves a little better where his energy and his uh, enthusiasm can be better utilized as opposed to just kind of blind, like blending in with a bunch of other grinders. I, I mentioned this with Andrew Shaw, yeah. who when he was called up from the Hawks or to the Hawks, there was no expectation for him really at all. He was just kind of a body and a call-up, and then all of a sudden he made it so they couldn't send him down again. Yeah, you know. And I don't know if, if Rawls – we don't know. But I've just been impressed with what I've seen from him uh, in camp and and in the uh, prospects games as well, he's opened the eyes of <coughs> or caught the attention of of Anders Sorensen. I mean, he used the word insane <laughs> when describing Ralston's speed and how fast he does everything on yeah. the ice, and that's going to translate well to the AHL NHL level. It's all about speed. I don't know what the ceiling is for Ralston. I don't know what his future is. At the very least. He's got a long, productive AHL career yeah, ahead of him, and so. there's worse things you can do than play AHL hockey for 15 years. You can yeah. make yourself a nice living. You can make yourself a lot of contacts, and 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 spend be a hockey lifer without having sustained run in the NHL. But I think his speed puts him on a different level, and he's definitely the kind of guy that knows. And is willing to just take on whatever role he's given. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be a guy that's like, and he's even said it, like, I'm not going to come here to score 40 goals. That's not what I do. So he's going to know, he's going to figure out what it is he does best to keep him in the NHL. And he's going to try and excel at that. And I'm, I'm rooting for him. He's, I mean, I'm not just saying that because, you know, we went and talked to him in South Bend, even though he was like our third choice, he doesn't need to know that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he's a good kid and like, he's got that pedigree and you just, you talk to him and you're like, you swear, like. He's out of like central casting from Letterkenny without the Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. Like he's got it. He's got the cliches down. He's got the lettuce <laughs> hanging out of the backwards hat. You know, he's just got it. He's got that lingo down. Like there is no doubt if you met Ryder Ralston, had no idea who he was within three seconds yeah. of talking. I'm like, you're a hockey player. That's a hockey player. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. He's got the. He's got it down. He's like this. The the. If you if you built a hockey player out of cliches and and <laughs> stereotypes, it would be Ryder Ralston. If you did it in a lab, yeah, you'd get but it Ryder Ralston. I'm rooting for him. Whether it's with the Blackhawks or not, 
I hope he finds it and and gets his shot to be an NHL player because he's he's one of those kids that are that are easy to root for on a personal level, regardless of what team he plays for. And he definitely seems like one of the guys that is embracing the role of being one of the older prospects. Uh, in 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 this last week, uh, talked with him and 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 he said that you know being able to um, be a leader and. and you know, keep uh, keep the group together and kind of kind of be in that role is something that he's looking forward to doing and, and embracing. And I would say, seeing him uh, interact with the team as you know as as much as we are able to uh, get access to and 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 see the players during development camp and and see what they were doing with all their off ice activities and and workouts and events and all that stuff. It always seemed like Rolson was a guy who was talking to everybody and. You know, being engaged and and being able to, uh, you know, kind of be like a an, a high energy guy both on and off mm-hmm. the ice. Um, so yeah, he's 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 an easy guy to, to root for for sure. Definitely. Uh, we're gonna get to some of your comments on the other side of the break here. That includes uh, young Dangle God's uh, <laughs> His annual uh, recurring donation to the show, which we always appreciate. But first, we want to get you decked out in the best sports gear around. With our friends at FOCO, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks, and everything in between. Baseball season is here. It could be over sooner than we were hoping, but it's never too late to get decked out for a game. It's going to be 80 degrees, 86 degrees this weekend. Nice. So get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, your polos while you still can, your bags, everything you need for a game. And in the weather, as the weather cools off, you can get your hoodies and everything to stay warm at a sporting event, including, hopefully, October Baseball. And FOCO has also donated a bunch of awesome pieces to our set here, so we thank them for that. Go to FOCO.com or click the link in our description below. For all non-presale items, use the code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that is FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, promo code CHGO. Earlier I told you about our non-shady friend, Ray, but now I'm going to tell you about our shady friend, Ray. And shady... In a good way, as in shade for your precious eyeballs. Uh, you mentioned it's sunny out today. It's going to be warm. We're going to get that Indian summer here in a few days. So summer hasn't gone away completely. So take on that warm sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather that's coming with their premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for any and all of your outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is lost is backed by lost and broken replacement. If you lose your pair, lose or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back. Long after you purchase, I'm not going to have to use the lost and broken replacements program after Riot Fest. All my sunglasses nice uh, survived, in case you Way guys were wondering. Uh, together with your customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through the Shady Rays Impact Program from building playset. Uh, building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. <clears throat> if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair. Maybe you just don't like the particular color or style. You can exchange them for a different style. Maybe that goes better with your flow. Or you could just return them for free within 30 days if you don't like them at all, but I don't think you're ever going to do that. 
There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our wonderful CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Head over to ShadyRays.com and use that promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off all your orders of two or more pair of their awesome shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Hey, while you need to reach for your Shady Rays on these sunny days, you can also reach for a nice, cold Goose Island beer. The proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1988. I had planned on uh, playing in tonight's CHGO company softball game, but apparently the fields are unplayable. Damn it. Uh, Yeah, so now Now we're just going to stay here after work and go to the... Goose, drink some Goose Island somewhere. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, you know, stay a little bit, stay a little bit longer, and have a Goose Island and wait out traffic. And while you're doing that, while I'm doing that, and while you enjoy your warm, sunny days here in September, you can reach for a Goose Island full pocket pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking, or you can go to the uh, family of the Beer Hug IPAs, the Imperial IPAs that are dangerously easy to drink. Or with the golden sun high in the sky, reach for a cold golden can of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of their year-round beer roster. And, of course, we are into mid-September, and you can grab a beer that is not mid at all. Ah, CHGO's Oktoberfest helps you ring in the fall season. You can get all of these and more ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at the Goose Island Original Brew House, which is on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street, in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right. If you're just joining the show or you got in halfway, make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. We would appreciate that. And don't forget those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let's get to some of the comments here. We know Young Dangle God chimed in with his yes, uh, weekly uh, his weekly showly? I don't know. Recurring, recurring. donation. He says, <laughs> scenario. Kaner resigns in Chicago to join the Bedard Show. Which power play has the most points at the end of the year? Kaner and Bedard or McDavid and Dreisaitl? How close would that be? And he donates his dollar, as he does, for mentioning re-signing Patrick Kane. It's actually a decent hypothetical. He would still be McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Probably. But, I, I mean, let's, 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 like, let's make pretend. I think if you have both Bedard and Kane on the same team, you don't have them on the same power play. You don't think so? Because it's redundancy. They're ultimately providing you the same thing. But you could put... Kane on the right side, Bedard on the left side. And we saw how well that worked with Kane and Panarin. Put Bedard, and Bedard in a Panarin role? Yeah. I mean... Is that a problem? I'm not mad about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who all, I mean, is there a reason to split the two of them up? Because if you split the two of them up on to two separate power plays, you're still stacking your power play one, and then you have Bedard with a inferior power play two. Sure, he elevates it a little bit, but I don't know. I'd rather stack power play one then split them split those two up they've i i would feel like if they were on the same power play unit they'd be the most prolific of the two so i don't know i would i would have them together has your mind changed at all about that potential no my mind hasn't changed, and I think it's very clear that the blackhawks yeah organizational mind is not changing like it's they're they're moving on. The new era is here, and it will continue to grow beyond 
Bedard and Korchinski and Reichel. It'll all the new pieces of the new era are, are going to be here in subsequent years. And eventually Taze and Kane and all the guys from the, the cup era teams, they're going to get their recognition. That era will be honored forever. And the future will soon be the present. And I think the organization and the fan base, as soon as Bedard is playing any NHL regular season games, 1988 will be the past very quickly. And I think it's already, it's, I think for a a large portion of the fan base, it's already happening too. I think there's so many people that are going to get excited for and on the Bedard train that the contributions to this organization from guys like Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane will be appreciated and honored and they will be the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the day we no longer have to talk about, well, what if we bring Patrick Kane back? Let's just move on. Yep. Like it's it's good. Let's, we can move like, on. I'm giving he's a little FOMO because I'm seeing how good the hip looks and how he's ready and everything. I'm like, ah. again, let's, what if this is a Chelio situation where he's had more great? But what does it do? What it, it doesn't do anything. It, You're it, right. Yeah, it 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 makes you what a high 70s points team. The, yeah, the it doesn't. Chel- it doesn't. It doesn't put you over the top, and they're not looking to try and get over the top yet. It's all. Still part of this process. I think also the most important thing about it is you want this new leadership group to take hold. And with and it's not, excuse me, a knock on Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze or anybody, but as we've said many, many times before, it is impossible for new leadership to take hold when there are dudes of that high profile in your locker room. Right. I don't care. Like, call it Sidney Crosby. Call it Connor McDavid. Call it Austin, whoever you want it to be. It's hard for a new group of young players to really assert themselves as leaders when a pro, when a person that high profile is there. It's yeah. impossible. It's impossible. I, and I wonder too. Like Sidney Crosby grew up living his first year living and playing with Mario Lemieux, and I would love to ask him. I will never have the chance, probably. But like, was it hard for Pittsburgh you that for first year? Game. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll maybe. be around. Maybe. Um, was it hard for you with him there? to make the team yours and maybe rightfully so so it shouldn't be yet because mario is still there right right i don't know it's it's interesting i just and i just see when i see the the hip thing i'm like nah he's gonna be good again isn't he (laughs) he's gonna be really good again (laughs) and that's good for him i don't care yeah like like, you're right and you said like you don't want to be another chelios well the difference with the chelios thing is chelios went on to be good for many years and the blackhawks were bad yeah, right. Patrick was, Kane can go out and be good with whatever team he signs with, but the but the Blackhawks are going to be good again soon. Right, where they don't need like we're all, we're super excited about Connor Bedard, but there's so many other good young talented well, that, players see, coming. The, too. Yeah, and that's the thing too. That's like, what makes Connor Bedard even more exciting because he's going to have really talented, fast teammates of his same age that he could play with for a long time. And that's yeah. what's bothering me is as we kind of started the show, people trying like to poo poo the, well, he just had a, that game and a hat trick and one guy doesn't make a franchise. Tell me you're not paying attention without telling me you're not paying attention to what the Hawks are doing. If you think that all of their hopes are pinned on Connor Bedard, again, as, as, uh, as Chris Peters said, he is the shortcut, mm-hmm. but look at the rest of the prospects they have. Before they drafted Connor Bedard, what were they, number five last year? Five, according to The Athletic. Yeah, I mean, 
they've got a lot of good young players that are going to be here for a long time. It's not just Connor Bedard. He's a cherry on the Sunday, right? But I, like I, there was a, a member of the media who wrote, you know, th- this weekend, like, oh, Connor Bedard had a hat trick in a, in a meaningless game. 2030 Stanley Cup, here we come. Dude, it's your job to cover this team. You, you should know better that it's they're going to be competitive long before 2030. Right. Like, look at You'd what's hope, going yeah. on. Watch what's happening. Like, it's just so easy to be cynical. And this is the same market that because Justin Fields looked decent at parts of last year, are ready to anoint him as the greatest quarterback of all time. Meanwhile, you have Connor Bedard, and the same people are like, eh, it's one guy. What can he do? Come on. Yeah. Like, it's just – it's it's not connecting for me. It's It's almost as if – there's no enjoyment when there's no like struggle like the, yeah like chicago fans will only embrace somebody if they like work their way to become good you've got this kid coming in he's immediately your best player there was a thing published today was it the athletic that oh, somebody sent it this morning yes yeah they already have him ranked as a 25 best player in the league he hasn't played a game yet yeah like be excited. It's okay to be excited. You don't have to be a cynical peen all the time. Right. And let black. It's just the e- it's the easiest thing to do and the simplest way to live your life to say, chances are this isn't going to work. And then it doesn't work and you go, see, I told you. What, what is that? Have yeah. some positivity. And, and if there's anything, sorry. No, go ahead. I keep interrupting you. If there's anything to be positive about in Chicago sports at all right now, it's Connor Bedard. That is the only certainty in Chicago sports right now, period. You could be excited about Cody Bellinger, who's probably leaving in two months, right? You could be excited about Justin Steele, who might blow out his elbow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's maybe Justin Fields becomes that dude. Okay, but the coaches suck. Like, the one thing to be legitimately excited about in Chicago is the Blackhawks and is Connor Bedard. And it's not going to be a great year this year, but... All the complaints we hear about the Bulls and the Bears and the Cubs and the Sox and having no direction and no plan and no way out, the Chicago Blackhawks are the opposite of all of that. So if you're going to spend your time ripping on every other Chicago sports team in town for their incompetence and lack of vision, jump on the freaking ride because the Blackhawks have been doing it right since the day Kyle Davidson signed that contract. They are doing it the right way. And they've got this kid now. It worked out. They won the lottery great, which is partial luck, partial planning. But guess what? Had they not gotten Connor Bedard, had it been Leo Carlson or Anna Fantilli or whoever else it might have been, they're still in better shape than any team in this town without Bedard. And guess what? They've got him. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. Allow yourself to be excited about this. There's no reason to not be. Yeah, you're not. Uh, by the way, Cynical Peen was a terrible Ray LaMontagne album. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them open for porno for pyros. I thought, I thought that was Awful a, I thought that was a Ween album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are you are not going to find uh, a group of people uh, other than you know besides. Bes- I'm not trying to say this. We are going to, we are going to lean into the optimism that Connor Bedard uh, brings to this Blackhawks organization. We've we've leaned into the optimism that Luke Richardson has brought as a seemingly very competent head coach. Um, we've definitely leaned into the optimism that Kyle Davidson has brought in as a a general manager and a guy that c- came in with a plan and a blueprint and objectives and 
uh, foresight. I mean, we, we have good feelings about management. We have good feelings about ownership. We have good feelings about coaching. Now you have the prospect pool. You have the young players on, on the come up that we all also believe in. Like, I, I, there, I don't, like you said, there's not, a, there's not a team in this city that you can check all those boxes. Well, I'm gonna, Future, management, yeah. ownership, coaching. Let me ask you a question, honestly. Right now, from this day... September 18th, 2023. What is there that you don't feel great about with the Blackhawks? I mean, I can answer. Go ahead. That'd be the, the, the past, but... That's what I'm saying. But that's like, not... But, but that's not... As things stand right now. Yeah. They're, the, they're, people in, the people running the organization were not here in 2010. Right. There's not a single player who was here in 2010. Right. The only link to that team now is Brian Campbell who is an sure. assistant with Kyle Davidson. Yeah. Fine. If that's the thing that you're bitter about, that, that there's still a, a remnant of 2010 on this roster, fine, I'll give you that. But what about the direction? What about the way things, the way the arrows pointed? What about the coaching staff, the right. management? Everything, they've, they've done everything right. Mm-hmm. They've done everything right. We've had they've lot. stuck to their guns and, don't, and they did what they promised. We had a lot of people last year. You don't lose on purpose. That's not how you do it. Yeah. Not hearing a lot from those people these days. No. Won't be hearing a lot from those people. Those will be the first people that they'll those will be the people that will be at the Stanley Cup rally first. Yeah. Right in the line. <laughs> I've been on oh, I love you, Kyle Davidson. I've been on board with you since day one. Right. And, and as far as, you know, <clears throat> the cynicism and there's a lot of people outside, we saw it a lot this weekend with our gloating of the counter Bedard hat trick. <laughs> from other fan bases that don't want the Blackhawk fans to enjoy this. Screw you. Stick it up your ass sideways. Like, <laughs> it, it, Blackhawk Black fans, hey, the Rock always wanted you to do it that way. <laughs> so if it works for the Rock, it's got to work. But screw you. Like, yeah, the Blackhawks are less than 10 years removed from their last Stanley Cup. But Blackhawk fans ha- have had to endure a lot of crap the last few years. On the ice and off the ice. We had to go through the Jeremy Collinton era. We had to go through the last five, six years of he who should not be named. Then we had to wear the embarrassment of the Kyle Beach scandal and the cover-up, even though Blackhawk fans have nothing to do with that. Zero. They just want to support their team. They don't want to be embarrassed to support their team anymore. And how quickly they've been able to get pride in this franchise again is amazing. So let them have the moment. Let Blackhawk fans enjoy this. I know in in sports, especially when you're a rival team, you got to crap on everything. That's part of the game. I get that. But, you know, it's Blackhawk fans, be excited about Conor Bedard. Be excited about Luke Richardson, Kyle Davidson, what's being built here. Because it has changed in a hurry. And yes, a lot of these kids may never get to the NHL level, but I doubt it. I like the chances of a lot of these guys not only getting to the Blackhawks, but being very effective uh, with the Blackhawks. So this all started by talking about something we all need to owe a dollar to the jar for, (laughs) and that's bringing back Patrick Kane. No. Those days are over. Yeah, for the Let's record, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, I, I know just, that. Yeah. But, like, we still get people, what about two years from now? We don't need them in two years. No. 
he what he's done has been great Think and he will have a statue but why like it's going to be fine without him we're going to be okay we're going to win without him and it'll be great well, and, and, it, and i'm not <coughs> rooting again i hope patrick king goes wherever he wants to go he chooses wisely like in uh right, last crusade choose wisely sure chooses the right cup so he can win another Stanley Cup, do what he wants to do, and I'll be happy for him. But it's just time to embrace what's coming, and a lot of fans have. It's not time to look back. It's time to look forward. It's going to be great. I'm just I'm pumped to get this year started, <coughs> and I'm pumped for what the next, hopefully, 10, 12 years has to bring, and hopefully we're all still sitting here doing this, mm-hmm. you know, when the Conor Bernard era is over yeah. and we can say wow that was great but let's not bring him back next year it's so-and-so's <laughs> team now yeah well in, in two years uh you're going to start to want to look at mitchell marner and miko rantanen and guys with a lot of hockey ahead of them to be your new marion hosa and to come in and yeah, be that dude yeah. as your team arise it's not going back to the past and bringing somebody who's 36 37 years old at the time no it's time to bring in that final piece that assassin if you don't go get one next summer mm-hmm. which could certainly happen um, look, it, it is time. I, the reason I brought it up was I am going to have some FOMO because I think he's going to come back stronger than ever. But everything in my brain says move on. Yeah. It's right to move on. Yep. Let this new team take hold. They're Phil- gonna. Philippe says Detroit's going to unleash Cat uh, and Kane on us. Yeah. How many Stanley Cups did that win in Chicago? Unleash, unleash away. <laughs> they yeah. still got crappy yeah, I, defense I, and I just, goaltending. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. It, it just, this is the, the, the Ole Mata thing is the one that, that just solidifies the, the whole narrative thing. The Hawks bring in Ole Mata, and he who shall not be named is the biggest idiot in the world. Steve Eiserman does it. Oh, what an inspired move. What a bargain. Wow. Really thinking with his head, and what a genius to find such an accomplished defenseman at such a low price. Mm-hmm. Show me, Stevie Y. I hear how great you are, but the Red Wings have not jumped. I think they've been, since he's taken over, I think their trajectory's gone down. It hasn't gone. It hasn't gone to the point where you would listen to Red Wings fans and believe that they're at. But no, they're not there. And I, they've been uh, passed by Buffalo. Yeah, I think they've been passed by Ottawa potentially. That's a good point. I mean, it's again. We we've talked about it multiple <laughs> times this summer. Looking at their division, are they top five? No, no. And top five in your division doesn't even guarantee a playoff spot. Yeah. So, good luck. Good luck to them. But and and Philippe, I know I knew you were kidding. Yeah, Philippe. he's it was I, was in, the, I knew jest. I knew that was in jest. Yeah, yeah. I but that's why I'm saying. <laughs> Bring it on. Here's the here's the Red Wings division for those who don't have a top ahead. Maple Leafs, Panthers, Lightning, Senators, Sabres, Canadians, Bruins. They Good might, effing luck. They might be the worst team in that division. They might be. Second to worst. I yeah. think Montreal still has some time to grow, uh, but they'll be there soon. If Montreal is, is healthy this season, they're they're going to be uh, – they're not going to be terrible. I, uh, I'd rather have Montreal's future than Detroit's future. Oh, right 100%. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Caulfield, Suzuki – uh, Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky. Yep. Got some nice defensive uh, prospects, Hudson and uh, yeah. uh, Reinbacher. Reinbacher. If those guys hit their ceilings, they could be a pretty darn good team. I'd rather have that than 
you know, hey, maybe year 11 of Dylan Larkin is when we finally make the playoffs. I actually feel bad for Dylan Larkin. He's yeah, He could have signed elsewhere. He didn't true. have to come back. Yeah, he That's didn't true. have to stay He's, there. He decided to stay there at this point, so <laughs> too effing bad. Pal. All right, we got one more super chat we got to get to before we wrap up. It's from Windy City Hockey. Says the future is bright with the Hawks. Jump on now. Absolutely. Uh, I told you on day yes. one. Hop on the ride. Hop on the ride. We weren't we weren't BSing you. It's in the hashtag of every podcast description we've ever done on this show. Mm-hmm. Hop on the ride. So all right, our, we're going to talk first, to you tomorrow. Uh, t-shirt idea. That's right. And still Don't working on it. <laughs> um, all right. Our week is weird, so pay attention. Yeah. Tomorrow, Kyle Davidson speaks. We will be on at 3 tomorrow. 3 p.m. Okay. Central. Wednesday, we're on at 2. Because there's no Hawks camp stuff at all. Nope. Thursday and Friday, we're on at 3. So there you have it. Tomorrow at 3, Wednesday at 2, Thursday and Friday at 3. Then next week, we've got some games. So we've mm-hmm. got some weekdays off. Wow. Three games. That's crazy. Thursday, Friday, sun, th- Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Next Pre-season. week. So here we go. It's here, baby. Love it. And we're glad you're here with us. Smash that like button on your way out. We have 92 likes. I know we can get to 100. And, yes, we will have have post-game shows for all the preseason games. And we're going to have a pregame show. Hey. Uh, Is it the first one? The last preseason game. Last preseason game against St. Louis. Yes. Last (laughs) preseason. We're going to try out the old pregame. Our first ever pregame show. Uh, That might be a thing more frequently this season. Uh, As long as you guys want it, especially for the road games, we're already here. Yeah, we're here. Exactly. Um, It'll be fun. One more thing. Our friends at PHNX are in Australia yeah. with the Coyotes right now. That. So check out the stuff they're doing. Crikey. That's really Good cool. Good stuff. Uh, hopefully we get to Pittsburgh and Boston. I think we will. Just putting that pressure on <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. At what time did I say? Three? Three. Three, Three o'clock, o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow. On the scene. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you to Lawrence for running the show as always. We appreciate it. Thanks to you for tuning in. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.